0: Hey, it's the Casey Concept. This is Matt and Jonathan here. Jonathan's going to give us the update on the pot plants outside. Go ahead, Jonathan. Good
1: evening. Good evening. Well, here we are. Not so very long ago, I'm worried about all the dust and ash on the plants. Wondering how to get it off. And then Thursday came along. And the thunderstorms. I I didn't want to go out on Friday morning and look at the plants. Oh, yeah. I I knew that there was going to be horror out there. And honestly, I got a relatively pleasant surprise. Yeah? There was was a couple of broken branches, and for the first time I had a stem that snapped. I saw that. Yeah, I had to break out some gorilla tape.
0: But it wasn't wilting, though, was
1: it? Not wilting at all. So, fingers crossed on all of them.
0: It looked like a straight-up tree branch snap just twigs and splinters everywhere from it so I'm pretty impressed with how well it was staying
1: well what I've learned is that the trick is being able to realign the broken parts I basically gotcha. in one motion so you if you're going to put in a stake to support the limb somewhere right you have to kind of guess Pretty closely, as to where you're going to put that stake in first, Mm -hmm. and then get the string tied to it, because you tie the string to the stake, okay, right, and then you can put a looser tie around the stem itself, so that. When you let go of that branch, it's where it needs to be. Yeah. Because you don't want it to fall back down. I you don't want, want to, to fall it back it down you because you know, right it's, you you know what's going to happen. If it falls again, it's going to either rip off completely or be pretty damn close to it. Yep. So I get you. I get you. I so imagine, far, most of the
0: time it works. I imagine it's like a symbiote repairing itself like venom.
1: <laughs> I was just hoping that the some of the water channels, the xylem, mm-hmm. is still... Undamaged enough that it'll start transporting water again, or right. keep transporting water. Right. It obviously doesn't need very much. Yeah, and we found that these plants are pretty
0: resilient. They're hardy. They they
1: withstand. They can the take heavy it. Beating. They're they weed. Yes, they can. the The biggest issue, though, was is on those that were leaning. Now, mm-hmm. is you've got cola on top of cola on top of cola, and there's no way that they'd be able to finish without rotting. Right. So you, some branches you have for the poor, they're not broken, but they're weighed down so much they're laying on their partners. Mm-hmm. Um, but you. for the most part, no, it came away pretty well unscathed. So here we are. Uh, September 21st, 22nd. I think it's f- the 20... I think you're right there. 21st. 21st. So three going on four weeks to harvest. So it's going to be a nervous, a nervous few weeks. Yep. I, yep. I am wondering, though, whether the the thick cloud layer that we had Mm -hmm. isn't going to set the harvesting back a little. Maybe. It's going to maybe land right on Friendsgiving.
2: Better not be that long.
1: (laughs) Better not be that long. No, no. These little darlings better be done done and hung uh, by the the third week of October, please. Because if not, you're going to be helping me build a greenhouse. (laughs) Right, right. So that's really where we stand at the moment. Awesome. let's kind of keep our fingers crossed and hope the next lot of rain that's coming in yep. with 30 mile an hour wind gust apparently uh isn't blowing through a different direction and i'm yeah. out restaking them <laughs> in another way uh this is my first year with an outdoor grow so i've read lots and seen youtubes on folks that build put rebar in the ground they build yeah. themselves huge structures and i'm thinking well these my plants are going to get that big you know i I wasn't expecting things ten feet tall. Yeah. No, I had no clue. Uh. Uh-uh.
0: Well, that's that's something that Jesse had talked about on her podcast with us. Uh huh. And how they how she did a lot of outdoor grows, right. and how they would pick strains based on their size for, for an sure. outdoor grow to be able to maximize. So maybe maybe she'll have some insight on some smaller strains that you. Just aren't familiar with them being shorter plants, or if, if they were all that like that, that lemon pound
1: cake, that one at the front. Yeah. If they were like that, seven feet tall, and haven't dropped a branch, uh, hasn't lent any. I put one stake in it just for shits and giggles mm-hmm. before the last storm about six weeks ago. Yeah. uh Yeah, if they're all like that, I'd be happy. So. Yep. But the other ones are more fun, you yeah, know. Just because yeah. they're easy to grow doesn't necessarily make them the best flavors or Absolutely. whatever. So that's what that's what we're all about. Yep, yep. Have all a right. Variety. So that's really that's what I got for the moment. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, cool. I guess the lesson is, don't ask too hard for what you want because you might just get it. <laughs> <laughs> I want some water. Ooh,
0: a little bit too much. Uh-huh. A little bit that, too much.
1: Poor Daphne. I'm babysitting a plant. It's a purple rain and uh, she's nicknamed Daphne and I thought that she was safe. I'd moved her. She wasn't near the iffy downspout. Uh, There was so much rain pouring off the roof that the gutters couldn't handle it at all and it was coming off the roof in a sheet. And she got lucky too. One, One broken stem and a couple hanging a little loose and we're good. So fingers crossed for the next week. Yeah, yeah. I hope it all works out well. Oh, I'm sure it will. I got faith in that. Yeah, they look they look good. Yeah, well, they look good, so don't tell anybody that, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Jonathan. Well, thank you for the update. You're welcome. I'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, absolutely. Thank all you. All
2: right. Bye bye. Okay, so thanks, Dad. That was a weekly update on the marijuana front. Um, so Tonight is just Matt and I. It is, let's see, Monday evening. Yeah. We decided we're going to do a podcast, just the two of us, yesterday on our way home from Astoria from seeing Anna. And we were just going to talk a little bit more about why we're doing it. Part of it, you know, like I said in the very first podcast that, um, you know, it's... Um, we're doing this because a lot of people feel alone. Right. Right? And everybody's been secluded at home for months on end, you know, and that we did get back to, we did get to go back to work, but there's a lot of stuff that happened. I feel like in that first couple months of quarantine that, um, we decided we're going to do this podcast at like the beginning of that, almost before quarantine. Right. And then quarantine came and things got bad. Um, and we had plenty of time to do it during then, but I feel like there was actually a decent amount of depression happening, mm-hmm. which I've never dealt with that before. I felt it, But, for sure. um, yeah, I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but, like, um, just, I don't want people to feel alone, even though, I mean, we're just talking to our friends and stuff, but the reason that is, and somebody asked me, I was asking Rabbit if he would be on the podcast, and he... He uh, answered, yeah, he would, what made us think of doing this. And I had smoked a couple joints with these guys in asked or whatever. And my first response, I just kind of typed it out without really thinking about it too much, was that the friends that we're talking to here, like Jesse and Kim, which you would have heard by this point, and Jen and Jake by this point, you would have heard both those podcasts. But these people helped me through the worst time in my life. And there's a lot of people that go through that kind of thing and don't have friends at all. So part of the reason of doing this is to share my friends. If some I mean, this this one right here is kind of more of a like an I don't know. This is more of like a counseling session than anything else, I guess, just because this is part of why we wanted to do this in the first place. Was yeah. so that people Wouldn't think that they were alone in their feelings of all this shit going on. I guess Mm -hmm. because it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah, we're not in lockdown anymore, but guess what? It sucks. Go to work every single fucking day with a mask on and stuff. It's slow. The fires—they just cause more problems. Everything is just some such a mess. I'm lucky enough to be one that gets to go back to work, but there's a lot of people out there that aren't. Were actually shut down too. Well, no, everybody shut down. There was a. There was a. A couple people that wanted to be open or whatever. As
0: doing cabinets, I didn't shut down. Convenience stores didn't (laughs) shut down. Things like that didn't shut down. Those are the few.
2: I mean, those are the few. Was that what you said?
0: You are one of the few that did. I don't feel like the list of things that actually shut down was very big. I think that it was. Because a lot of restaurants were able to stay open too. And those restaurants, as long as they had to go, they could still stay open. Parks closed. Parks and recreational areas and places that you go and spend a lot of time with family closed, as well as um, non-emergency doctors closed, like dentists and things like that. We had the vets that closed. We had salons and tattoos and piercings. They all closed, but really, that's it. Your list is pretty small of things that close and all the different trades and all the different things out there. That's a pretty confined list, I think.
2: I don't even know how to compare. You know what I mean? Because everybody that I know was at home, except yeah. for a select few like you. Uh, even Jake was home because he got sick with a cold or something crazy. hmm but he had to be off work for two fucking months to be in quarantine or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, like right. I couldn't even tell you who all was closed, but I know that I fucking stayed here. I bet you, you know, like the delivery services, like We Deliver Eats and mm-hmm. all those places were super busy, you know? Yeah. Um, but I feel like a lot of people had to shut down. A lot of very important people to the community. Small businesses. Those are super important. Yeah. To like an area. And we all had to fucking shut down. And some restaurants, I don't think could. I mean, I don't think like Serendipity in Lebanon stayed. I think they were closed. Like, what are they supposed to do? You right. know, well, if everything else if in the area shuts down, menu. what's that?
0: If they didn't have a takeout menu, then they had to close,
2: <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know where we went with that. But what happened just then? I'm not what sure. what we were we talking about before that?
0: Uh, we were talking about how everybody was affected by COVID.
2: Oh yeah. Well, it sucked. We dealt with some depression during that, and that sucked. And all of that, all of that... I don't even want to act like my situation is worse than anybody else's or anything, because it's not. There's so many people going through so much shit right now, and it just seems like everybody, everybody's going through so much shit, and it's not just one little thing. Mm -hmm. Whoever's listening to this is probably thinking, oh yeah, it started with this, and it went to this, and this, and this, and this, and this. It all gets bigger and bigger, because I can pick... All of my friends and my family or whatever, it, you pick one particular situation that, you know, everything kind of started out for you, mm-hmm. and it just gradually has gotten worse since oh, the beginning yeah. of this year. Yeah. You know? And it's not, I mean, it's everybody going through the same shit or different, like that thing on Facebook. There was, somebody posted something on Facebook because everybody says, you know, we're all in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not. We're all in our own boats on the same crazy fucking ocean right now. Right. Right? So we're all going through all this this crazy ocean of stuff, but we're all in our own boats dealing with our own shit. Right. So, anyway.
0: Some of it's the same, some of it's not.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, and like, the depression thing that we brought up just a little bit ago, like, I've never dealt with that my whole life. I've never been a depressed person, ever. Um, um, but definitely during COVID when couldn't go outside. I mean, I would walk every single day. I walked almost every single day during quarantine and played in my backyard and stuff, but I didn't go to the grocery store like normal. I didn't go do those things. I just stayed at home like we were asked to. And that gets really um, in the beginning, it was like kind of fun. Like, oh, fuck yeah, I get to sleep in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever I want today. I'm going to have my daytime pajamas and my evening pajamas, you know, (laughs) like take a shower and put my nighttime pajamas on, you know, and it was kind of fun in the beginning. But right. then when that's your life and you're a super, super social person and you need to talk to people and you want to see people and you want to hang out with people, that gets really hard. Because how long were we locked down? Like two months, I think.
0: I don't even know because I I stopped working for three and a half days, yeah. four days. And my boss called me back and asked me to come back Friday. And I, I, I'm I a sucker. Yeah, I did it.
2: Somebody says, let's go back
0: to work. Okay, well, I've taken four days off work and I still have a mortgage.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's good that you did that because we wouldn't have made it through it if you didn't work. Right. Unless you got unemployment plus the 600 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. That would have been pretty sweet. But hopefully in the long run, you know, I don't know, we didn't, you know rip off a system or anything we did yeah. what we were supposed to do
0: right and just right.
2: we just keep going that's the thing is we just keep going
0: you stayed open until they told you to shut down and you opened the day that you could open back up and you told them i'm open
2: i was getting scared though right there yeah. to like because we were supposed to be everything was going to shut down on a monday but i closed on friday and just shut the whole weekend down i just said you guys let's just be done because right. i was getting scared And then I sat around for a month and a half, looking at my phone every single day, watching things that were happening. Mm -hmm. This gets worse and worse in your mind, and you know you sit around and cry all day because you're lonely and you're depressed, and you don't know what's going to happen with your business, and your mom is gone, and you want to talk to her, and your siblings are going through all their own shit, and you know it's just it can get really hard, you know?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I had a hard time with COVID. I had a hard time with your mom passing away and they were side by side. It jumped from your mom passing away directly into COVID so that the depression from your mom was starting to go down. Okay, I'm healing now. And then COVID happened and you're like, wow, even an antisocial person like myself who would rather go through the grocery store without seeing a single person was starting to get lonely. I was starting to miss my friends, and it made me appreciate these friends that we have now. Yeah. Because they were there. They were there when all of this happened. Jen and Jake are some of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse, Kim, Rana, all of these people have been an awesome, awesome support system for us. And they've, they're have family to me. They're the best family I've ever had.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I had written down on our little list here of things to talk about and just friends in the past and stuff, you know? And uh, as I was looking through the people that had, like, um, been started following us on either Facebook or SoundCloud or whatever, there's people from high school. There's people yeah. from high school on there. And I do- I can't even say that I'm actually f- very, super friendly with people from high school still, but there's, like, a couple that I still hold super close to me, like Amber Callstrom. That's not even her last name anymore. I don't even know what her new last name is, but she was my friend all the way, you know, until I started fucking up in high school, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, and um, Tanya Robinson, who just moved up to Alaska. And those are the people I think of when in high school, and I'm thinking of my close friends and people that were there for me. And right. we split up kind of early because they were good girls and I wasn't, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they, they, did all kinds of stuff and I was just I was an asshole in high school and I moved on to other friends that were smoking cigarettes and skipping school and being bad and that's just the way I went you know but those are my those you know high school friends they Mm -hmm. definitely came and left but there's some really super important ones and then you know um my my Portland group of friends Steph and Nikki and Kyle and Liz and Mary, you know, yeah. those, those, that group of people was like my first group of adult friends. And they were super important for me because with that group of friends, we were all very young. We started these jobs and that moved. I mean, we started these shitty little jobs at Sherry's basically together and as friends and stuff and moved on to bigger things. But we stayed tight through all that, you know, and yeah. we, we grew up together. I mean, the our young our young adult lives were together. Right. And that's a pretty influential part of your life. Those people are still super important to me. I don't talk to them as much anymore because
0: everybody's grown up finally.
2: Yeah, and I wasn't I wasn't I mean like we were I mean me and Mary and Nikki, we're all kind of the same age basically, but Those girls didn't have kids or anything, and I had kids, and I had a house, and I had a husband to take care of, and, you know, and, but now, now, you know, I'm, I'm older, and I moved here with you, which is fine, I love it here, and I wouldn't change it for anything, but we all kind of split up because, you know, Kenny went to, um... Doctor school, and now he's a doctor in Pennsylvania. And yep. then they had a bunch of kids that I don't even get to see, Old but that's pack. okay. Yeah, <laughs> and Nikki, Nikki does her own thing. She's yep. successful and beautiful and perfect. And Steph has kids, and they're all just they're doing that now. Yeah, they're doing that now. Bobby and you and know, you were Bobby doing has that
0: a when you a guys all got kid now so yeah, I mean, it's different because we,
2: we all just kind of moved on and that is what it is. Mm-hmm. But they're always super important. Like, Steph and Nikki came to my mom's thing. Yeah. You know, Mary couldn't because she was gone. If she could have been here, of course Liz came. Liz was here. She spent the night. Of course she did. Yes, she did. Mary would have been here, but she couldn't be here. And that's you know? understandable. Of course it way. is. She's in Pennsylvania. That sucks it so far. But, uh, and she was a huge support for me losing my mom because she had already lost her mom i don't even remember how long it had been but her mom was super sweet and i wish i knew then what i do now about how it feels to lose a parent so i could have been more supportive for her but i mean there's nothing you can do about that right you just yeah her and her sister sherry have been were like the best support ever from you know The very beginning, because they knew they're both young, they're my age, and they lost their mom like five years, four or five years before me, I think. So they knew, they knew the right exact right thing to say at the exact right time. They weren't even talking to each other at the time, but they were both hitting me up at like the exact Mm -hmm. right times opposite of each other.
0: Well, because they know you didn't know. It's one of those things until you lose a parent, until you lose a mom, until you lose a dad, you're not going to know.
2: Yeah. And then all these friends that we have right now. I mean, so those, you know, that's my. Those friends go way back there. In my heart forever. But then there's the friends that we have now. That helped get me through the worst time in my life. The whole thing with my mom was really super fast. We found out on. Well, I don't even remember really. I have it all written down in that box. That box that the girls got me from the shop with the unicorn on it that had the chimes in it. Um, I put all of the papers and cards and stuff with addresses and whatnot in that box. And I also, when all of this was happening with my mom, I wrote down super important dates on a piece of paper and crammed it in there too. I haven't gone back to look at it and I was gonna grab it to sit here and talk, but I didn't think I can't go through that stuff yet. Yeah. But there's a piece of paper with all of the super important dates on it. So if I really wanted to, I could go back and find the exact dates of things and stuff but I didn't want to but November 18th of last year I had got a phone call I I got a phone call from my mom's doctor and it and he was or my yeah was my mom's doctor and they were saying that things were pretty bad and that they believed that she had possibly ovarian cancer or whatever and that we needed to get things going right away or it wasn't gonna be fast enough. Uh, um, and so that was November 18th and November 19th, right? She came, mm-hmm. Is that am I right? Am I thinking yeah. correctly here? November 19th, she and her husband Salo, who we love very much and we'll talk about later. I guess I forgot to mention him ever, but we're just now talking about this, I guess. But Salo and my mom came up the next day and immediately we started working on appointments getting her to and from the hospital she had lost a lot of weight and was really old really fast she had just come and stayed here at our house with Anna through uh just the week before okay it was Halloween last year Mm -hmm. October right before Halloween but she stayed here for Halloween day for Halloween night yeah so I think like we were gone Monday through Friday before Halloween and then got home and like Maybe Halloween was Friday even. I don't know. But mom sat on the porch with us. Remember? She was Mm -hmm. all wrapped up in her blankets and her coats and stuff. Matt unsnapped my mom's bra with one hand because she asked him to. (laughs) I tried. I couldn't do it. Matt's like, don't worry, Tammy. I got you. So he stuck his hand up between two coats, one blanket, all kinds of shit.
0: It was like a bungee cord down there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Matt stuck his hand up there and unsnapped it for her. And she said, oh, thank you so much. And I was impressed myself. Don't you ever tell anybody? Yeah. Oh shit! (laughs) She said that. Yeah. Oh no. Oh shit. Okay. Anyway, um, (laughs) so she sat there with us that evening, and then she left like the next day or whatever. And then the next time I saw her was November nineteenth. It was only a couple weeks later, and she had been talking to the doctors and had gone to the doctor, you know. And then she came to our house, and it was rough. It got really bad. I had never seen depression like, I, I okay, so Bridget, I think, Bridget has dealt with depression kind of off and on for a long time, but more so as an adult, I don't remember her being a kid and having it. Mm-hmm. My parents weren't, I don't know anybody that had depression. You know, you had talked about before that, that you uh, had depression issues or whatever. I, I had right. never seen it. Quite like I did when my mom was sick and you ended up being really depressed and freaking me out and scaring me. So not only was my mom here from November 19th until December 4th, going back and forth to the doctor's offices and stuff like that and dealing with that and dealing with not making any money and dealing just panicking basically yeah. and being worried and not worried and just this weird limbo. I don't even know what I was thinking. You know, uh, and then dealing with your depression and stuff at the same time—that mm-hmm. that was really hard.
0: Yeah, it was a really bad spot for sure.
2: It was we a bad learned, spot.
0: We learned a lot about each other. We we grew. Jenny grew. It was a hard. It was a hard time. It was absolutely a hard time. But I think we made it through it pretty well.
2: I'm just gonna say again that. You should be thankful that I've been as good as I have been. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how I've made it through this. But again, we're going back to my friends. These friends that we have right now got me through it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to go through this kind of thing. It's like... Like I was saying about Mary earlier, I wish I would have known what it would felt like when she lost her mom. So they could have helped her through it. But... I don't wish anybody knowing how it feels to lose a parent if they don't already know how it feels i miss my mom so much every day it's a physical pain in the beginning in the beginning it was horribly physical like do you remember when my mom was in in this actual room right here yep. and she was in the corner over there in her bed and it hadn't actually hit me she had come home here to our house with hospice that day. And she mm-hmm. only lasted barely through the night. Yeah. But that evening we allowed people to come and visit and say goodbye because it all happened so fast. We found out two weeks and two days before she passed away that she was sick. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mom was loved by so many people because she loved all of her kids, all of them, Any any person... That any of us kids brought to her as our people, she accepted. And they were officially children. You know what I mean? Like, my mom was one of our friends. She hung out with us at the shop. She worked with me there. She loved it there. She has always hung out with all of those group of friends that I was talking about. The ones from high school. The ones as young adults. The ones from now. Mm -hmm. All of those people know my mom. They all know my mom because my mom hung out with us. Yeah. And she was fun. My mom was so fun. And my mom was such a good storyteller. So for everybody, not just me, but for everybody that knew my mom, to lose her, I feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad for myself. I feel bad for my siblings. Another weird thing about this whole thing, like I said earlier, it was like actual physical pain, which I never actually... I lost track of what I was saying. What I was saying was that night that she was here and I invited people to come... I hadn't actually accepted or really actually realized what was happening until that point Mm -hmm. when everybody else around me was so upset because I was always too worried about arranging things and making sure that everybody else got to see her and you know what I mean? Like I was too busy taking care of stuff that I never actually dealt with what was happening. So all these people were here that night and we listened to her recording, the recording that my cousin Robbie brought with my grandpa and my mom on it. And then I went outside and I just lost my shit. You know? Mm-hmm. Is this really happening? Is this really happening right now? Do you remember that?
0: I do remember that. I just happened to be walking outside at the same time that you were walking down the road.
2: That's really bad. I mean... I don't know. It's, it's awful. That whole thing is awful. Just to sit here and talk about it and think about it. and It's rough. But if somebody can learn from this and realize they're not fucking crazy, because heartbreak, your heart being broken is a legit, real thing. I've never had it before. We've lost people. We've lost people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, your grandma was the hardest before my mom. And I've had all my grandparents are gone. I mean, I lost all my grandparents. Yeah. And then three grandmas at one time, including yours, and then same little chunk. hmm And that was hard. Losing your grandma was really hard, but losing my mom is like a whole... It's a whole different thing. Yeah.
0: You're never prepared for somebody that close.
2: No, you're definitely not prepared two weeks and two days ahead of time. Like, no. what the fuck? Nothing was prepared. You know? My siblings, like, I realized one of the things that I did learn during this is that even if you're all raised together in the same house you are all raised together in the same house by the same two parents that love you all equally your relationship with your parents are different we've all mourned my mom differently i'm not going to say any one of them has been harder than any other one i'm just saying that the way we've all handled ourselves and which has all been great everybody's been very good but i just mean that bridget talking about her relationship with mom and how she wished it was She was closer. It just... Mm It blows my mind. Because how were you not close to mom? Because I was so close to mom. Patty, you can't hardly talk to her about it. Because she just... She won't be able to listen to this. Not for even a second. And I don't even fucking care that I'm crying. Like, if somebody can learn from this and realize that they're not alone in their feelings. and They're not crazy. That losing somebody this important to you. Your mom that was your friend that you loved a lot. Uh... It's awful, mm-hmm. it's awful. I waited for dreams for a long time and got one finally, you know? Bridget had a dream right before my mom's celebration of life that we had for her. She did. Which was really good because we needed Bridget to have that dream, you know? Bridget was on, you know, the bottom, not very happy, newly pregnant, losing your mom at the same time. I don't even know how she made it through that. But she did, we all did, you mm-hmm. know? We all have faith too, though. That's a big part of it you know we don't have to bring that up right now but i thought it was a really beautiful thing that happened it fucking sucks the whole thing fucking sucked but i my mom looked really pretty the whole time i just colored her hair she just let me put fun colors in her hair for the first time ever it was like a peacock it was teal and pink and purple and taken into the and you know, that was right before we went to Vegas and then she didn't get to wash it a whole bunch of times. She couldn't get in the shower anymore. Um So while well, she was sick that whole time in the doctor's offices in the hospital and here at home and she passed away. She had beautiful hair. <laughs> she always wanted her hair cut like Jamie Lee Curtis, so it was cut like Jamie Lee Curtis, and I put a little chunk of a little foil of Gross, sorry. <laughs> of purple and pink and teal in the front. Her skin looked nice. Her hair looked nice. She was beautiful. We all woke up in the morning. So that night that she passed away, she stayed in this room that we're in right now. uh, And Patty was in here laying on a bed, just kind of dozing away. And Bridget was sitting nearby and I was upstairs in my bed and came down in the morning and Bridget said it's almost time and it was 7 10 or something like that and I walked in and I poked my head in and I looked at her and her breathing was super shallow and super far apart and just stopped breathing but she looked beautiful her skin was glowing (laughs) she was so skinny but you know she looked beautiful the whole thing was beautiful I don't know how else to explain it I wasn't angry I'm not mad now you know, but, uh, the clock at work stopped at 7.13 at exactly the time that she had passed away. Kim had gone to, or I don't remember how exactly it happened, but the second it had happened, I called my brother and he said, I knew that's why you're calling, you know, and, uh, I had posted on Facebook just for everybody because I didn't want to talk to people individually. I just wanted to tell everybody all at one time. And so I posted on Facebook and Kim was getting ready, somebody at the shop was getting ready to take the clock down and said don't take it down, Jenny just posted that her mom passed away. And it was the same exact time that the clock had stopped at work. So the clock has never been taken down, the clock has never been touched. It stays there at the same time. So I feel like I have to keep the shop forever because (laughs) she loved it enough to work there with me and stuff and she stopped the clock at work yeah but my friends got me through that that's what i'm saying my friends got me through that jen and jake came and helped me and patty clean up all my mom's stuff and move all of her stuff from Scottsburg. and jake's parents were there too jake's dad jeff was there and helped and like that's the whole point of this i'm so sorry for crying and whatever and i'm My siblings are never going to make it through this but that's just a little tiny brief thing about why we're doing this it's that was like a lot of stuff that just kind of went there but my mom ultimately died of what we believe or that they said that was a neuroendocrine tumor i believe it's a rare fast forming tumor we don't know where it came from or anything it was just kind of there and she never went to the doctor so anybody that is listening that's afraid of the doctor, just go to the fucking doctor Go get yourself checked out. I need to go. I do. Yeah,
0: we've been you know? saying that since your mom passed away you know? nine months ago.
2: We haven't been able to for half the time. That's
0: true. Everything's been
2: fucking closed, you know? I didn't even have insurance this whole time. I waited till we're getting ready to open back up at work before I went and got or bought myself health insurance. Yeah. You know? It's stupid expensive. And I'm still going to have to pay bills when I go. And any checkup, they're going to, you know, still yeah. send me a bill yeah. guaranteed. YouTube yeah whatever it's just it's silly let's not get into that right now <laughs> that's what's up right now yeah I'm talking about our friends and I decided I I have a lot of there's not I don't have friends there's a couple friends that I have but you know I there's also acquaintances and stuff that deal with their mom and stuff on Facebook and I've actually ended up talking to those people privately and mm-hmm. checking in on them regularly because it's a really shitty thing to have in common With somebody, you know, like losing a parent or whatever. Yeah. But you lost your dad.
0: I did. I did. You should
2: talk about your family a little bit. As much as you want to, you don't have to say everything. Your mom does live locally and could possibly hear this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. You're not. Pass that on. Okay, here. Smoke it or pass it. There you go. So. What about your parents? So, I lost my dad at 12. But what I didn't know when I was 12 is that my dad was an asshole. So I took it out pretty bad. That was my first bit of depression. And it made me pretty... I was pretty angry. I was pretty angry. as a pretty shitty person. Pretty destructive. Self-destructive. Destructive of other people. Other people's property. Everything. Like, you just think of an asshole kid and that's what I was. And it wasn't for almost four years later that I, it took me to realize how bad of a person he actually was, and it was weird to me to have wasted so much time on somebody that bad. And so it's interesting, not even interesting, it's what, what I went through with Tammy, Jenny's mom. Is what Both I of our moms'
2: have... names were Tammy, by the yeah. way. Matt's yeah. mom still lives in Lebanon. Her name is Tammy. My mom's name is Tammy as well. All of our male... You and me and Matt... Or you and me and Anna's middle names are all Lee as well. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Tammy. Okay.
0: Okay. Can I go? Yeah, go. <laughs> I lost my spot. I you were talking about the thing it.
2: about my mom. I. What about my mom, Matt? What do you want to say about my mom?
0: The way that I felt about Tammy is how I should have felt about my own dad, ultimately. And it's, it's crazy that it's just two different feelings about parents. We both lost a parent, but as an adult, good for me. Good for me because it could have been really, really bad for me had he been around for the rest of my life. Yeah. Or for much longer because he wasn't a good person. Your mom, she, she was taken pretty early.
2: Yeah. She had it's a lot of time to hang out. 61, didn't mm-hmm. quite make it to 62. Her birthday's coming up, October 17th.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: How old was your dad, did you say?
0: Um, I was 12 when he died. He was 20 years older than my mom. My mom is 20 years older than me. So I was 12, that made mom 42, uh-huh. 41, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> 42, I was right the first yeah. time, 42, which made dad 52, 62. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. Why the fuck are you doing this? Why are you asking me these questions that you know the answers to?
2: <laughs> because I know the answer. We're talking. We're talking to other people right now. They're listening. We're not talking. Whatever. Just
0: go ahead. <laughs> I think I'm going to save my family stuff for another podcast. All right. Yeah, just... I... I. It was, it was difficult reliving this stuff with your mom just now. Yeah. Danny and I just went out and had a cigarette and... I am just telling her that I don't think even I was ready to relive it again because we are sitting in the same room. I was a part of all of this and I stood by my wife and watched her have a really hard time and struggling with my own personal demons at the exact same time and trying my best to be this depressed person taking, doing my best to be there for my wife at the exact same time. That was a struggle for me too, to try to hold my shit together well enough to know that I have your back the best that I possibly can. And I really feel like I failed as a husband when it came to your mom because my stuff felt so big to me, but it was all revolving around the exact same thing and that was how we were dealing with Tammy dying. Yeah. Tammy being here dying, watching her just get older, me coming home from work every day and not wanting to come home from work because I didn't want to see her. Yeah. I didn't want to see how she looked. It was so sad. It was one of the saddest things. Yeah. I couldn't see my own grandma when she was in and out of the hospital. I saw her a week, is that right? A week before she died? Well,
2: grandma also kept things a secret she did grandma didn't want people to know that she was in the hospital grandma didn't want people to know things were so bad Mm -hmm. my mom really didn't have a choice if you want me to be involved every in the fucking world is gonna fucking know yeah grandma was smarter than that and didn't tell anybody anything that was going on so a lot of the times we didn't know that grandma was in the hospital we didn't know how sick grandma was rob and helen were here uh and it was your guys's birthday it was only two days before grandma passed away Yeah. your birthday and we went over there with Bridget to see her and yep. grandma was you know she was very yeah it was Bridget did bad. a beautiful
0: little prayer for grandma i'm yeah. not a religious person at all but i really appreciated that because i knew that grandma i appreciated yeah. it
2: yeah that was the hardest death on me besides my own mom yeah. so far grandma I mean, was I've, really hard for me yeah i know i know i'm the one that had to tell you that was even worse you know what i mean like
0: <laughs> you did perfect though because i felt it yeah. I was gonna stop by grandma and grandpa's house that day after work. Yeah, and something told me not to even though I Should have something told me not to and I came straight home and I'm really glad that I didn't
2: yeah Because didn't I think be there. I
0: think they were still taking care of grandma at that time. Yeah, and she had passed away and you know, I I wasn't I Wasn't close with grandma the same way that you were close with your mom But I loved Grandma. I know, I did too. loved her a lot. We didn't have a lot in common because we were two different people. Yeah. But she loved her grandson. She loved Matt. (laughs) Yeah, she did.
2: She loved me too. She did. She loved me too. She did. I loved Grandma. Grandma, uh, our very... I mean, even for a relationship as short as what we did have, me and Grandma. Yeah. Because I was only around for like six years or something. Six or... Six years, maybe, because I think it's almost been three years or four years. I am not even quite sure about what year because it's just been a mess of this year, and we're not exactly sure what's happening. At I all. couldn't
0: believe when it already. I think we are going on our fourth year. I think. I think this February will be our fourth year. without think so? Because yeah. I think I think our third year just hit, and I was amazed that it had already been three years. Because yeah. I still think about her often enough to be to. Excuse me. To be surprised that I think about her that much. Yeah. Like, she's always in the back of my Me head.
2: Me, too. Me, too. Yeah. I lost my, in, in the same, you know, the same chunk of time, my grandma Connie in November. Mm-hmm. Grandma in, or maybe it was actually Nana in June. Connie in, no, Nana in England in June. Right. Nana, uh, I'm so sorry. Nana then Connie in November on Veterans Day mm-hmm. and then your grandma uh, February 12th yep. so I think you're right I think we're coming up on I think maybe only three years
0: I don't know I because don't know. we've
2: been in this house for three years and we lived here This. Okay. I don't know regardless yep. yes grandma was hard grandma yeah. was hard for me because I lost those other three grandmas all kind of at the same time but I was not as tight with those ones as I was with your grandma who was only my grandma for you know Six years or whatever it had been right, at that time. Right. So, But I loved Grandma. She was hugely helpful to me getting to where I am now mm-hmm. and you getting to where you are now and us getting to where we are. And we
0: had a $200 revolving credit with Grandma. Yeah.
2: Should we're we good borrow about borrow
0: $200 back. every three months and then she gives it back. Yeah. Or, or we give it back. Yeah. And then two months later, we borrow that exact same $200, yep. I'm sure.
2: Yeah. <laughs> grandma was a hard one. I She's the. I, my grandpa, he passed away way back in like 2000 and was born in 2002. So he was 2003 because she didn't quite make it to one before he passed away on July 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where was it going with that? Uh, oh, grandma was, grandma was the first person I cried about regularly before my mom. Right. I didn't know that it could be worse than that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, obviously it can. Mm-hmm. You know, I but I loved Grandma Teresa a lot. She was she was awesome. She was a good lady. She was beautiful as well. She yeah. made me laugh. She had a bitch face like no other. She had a bitch face worse than any of these other girls <laughs> that we've talked about <laughs> with the bitch faces. Because you'd always think Grandma would be so upset, but then she'd turn around and start smiling about My something or laughing Jesse about something. told me
0: that he always thought that Grandma was mean. Because she had a resting bitch face. And it wasn't until I had moved to Albany that he had known that Grandma wasn't a bitch. Yeah. That she just had a bitch face. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love Grandma. She was good. We went on our... uh, our, I was going to say earlier um, that even though it was a very short relationship, we still have some fucking amazing memories. Like. We went. Our, me and Matt and Casey went to Vegas, and Matt's grandparents and mom mm-hmm. just happened to be going at the same time. We drove. They flew. They were there for a week. We were there for the weekend. But regardless, we got to go to Vegas with Grandma, yeah. and that was super fun because Grandma's sticking in hundreds. She's giving you a little cash. She buying you a little drink, mm-hmm. whatever. She was fun to. She was fun to hang out with, and she liked to gamble, <laughs> and so she was fun to gamble with. You know. She's,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy I got to go to Vegas with my grandma before she passed away. Me
2: too. That's and very it was, special. It was, it was her last trip and last our first.
0: trip that she went on was that Vegas trip. Yeah.
2: It was. It mm-hmm. was. And she loved Vegas. Yeah. Grandma loved Vegas. I will continue to go to... This is... We're going on our third. Yeah. That was our first one, which was... It's been about four years, I guess, mm-hmm. because then we waited two. We went last year and we're going again. Right? Right. So, uh... It was cool that it was, I mean, it was her last trip, but it was our first, so mm-hmm. I hope you want to go there with me forever. I want to go yeah. there with you forever. <laughs> do you want to go there with me forever? I love, what I'm do you think about Vegas?
0: I, I don't like gambling. I think that gambling is fucking boring. You like
2: to gamble with me, though, don't you?
0: I do like to gamble with you. <laughs> Jenny is ridiculous when she gambles. She makes all kinds of sounds, and she woots, and I don't know, it's... It's ridiculous, and it embarrasses the shit out of me, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love sitting next to her because it makes it fun for me. Something that's not enjoyable. It's fun because I'm doing it with my wife.
2: Yeah. This will be mm-hmm. our third trip. I'm super excited. Yeah. I love to go places with you, though.
0: I, I love to walk with you. I love to walk yeah. around places with you. I've never had, in my past, a relationship that would with a girl that would walk with me. I dated a girl that wouldn't walk for a mile, a mile to the bar. We would have to get a cab, and it was horrible. I don't think I hated so. it.
2: Yeah, that's rough.
0: And when I discovered that you were a good walker, it's just been walking ever since.
2: Yeah, I like to walk. I, I love too. to walk. My hip is fucked right now.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a good thing we have some of that salve. We, at
2: we <laughs> We've been walking a lot. I like to walk.
0: Me too. We went on a walk today. I mean, <clears throat> I went to bed at eleven, woke up at four twenty, and went on a walk. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's good for you, though, you know, and I don't know. I just enjoy to walk. I like to listen to stuff when I walk.
0: Me, too. Either
2: it depends on what kind of walk I want to be on. Today, if I was going to listen to headphones, it would probably be a podcast, something mm-hmm. calm. Mm-hmm. But if I need to walk to, like, start sweating or something, I got to listen to music. Yeah. But my journey. hip hurts and I haven't <laughs> walked in a while because there's been smoke, you know. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Journey's my favorite. We went and saw journey in vegas we in October. did
0: we did our first date was actually it's the street satan born yep i take that back that wasn't our first date our first date was in albany but we had gone to our date and that same weekend i think it was actually i think
2: so too uh, i think i was taking you home Street
0: is born and they had concerts there and stone in love was playing journey yeah and journey's been our band ever since jenny and i got journey tattoos we went to vegas and saw journey I love journey, yeah is there
2: they're <laughs> part of our relationship yeah it's the only in a funny it's the, way yeah, it's the only concert I've ever paid for before
1: It's the only oh, thing really?
2: ever we're, yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing we're seeing. I went and saw Aerosmith, James paid for those tickets, yeah, we took our my mom to her very first concert, which was Jill Cocker and the guess who mm-hmm. I didn't pay for those tickets, but it was both fucking amazing concerts. It's just yeah. not good music anymore anyway. it's just a shame, but yeah. Our first date, I mean, I feel like we came down to Albany or whatever. Yep. I picked you up and we just came down as, you know, hanging out. Friends. Yeah, just... but then I feel like that, either that weekend, I don't remember when the concerts were. I feel like it was a weekday, like a Wednesday or a Thursday, but I, there's no reason why I wouldn't have come to get you and gone to do something. Yeah, within
0: the same week.
2: Yeah, but like at home. Right. Yeah. Right. Like a date.
0: Like a date. It really like started
2: dating. You know? <laughs> it's not really how this whole thing started, but that's okay. That's okay.
0: That's okay. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It ended up being one of the best decisions to go out on a date with you. Yeah? Yep. I love it. It's, oh, good. It's good, so good. funny because when Jenny and I met, one of the things I liked about her was that she didn't smoke weed. Oh. I was super against smoking weed for the longest time, and it all started from me just partying too hard and thinking that the weed was m- making me sick from my hay fever, but it was the bottles of alcohol mixed <laughs> On with... On top of the weed? Yeah, with mixed with way too much weed Let's at this joint. 14 years lighter? old. <laughs> I yeah, with my lighter outside. But, uh... Yeah, I hadn't smoked weed for years. And that was one of my biggest turn-ons with Jenny to actually find a girl that had personality traits that I liked and didn't smoke weed. Years later, Jenny gets the salon and we start smoking weed and that ended up being one of the best things ever. It was like falling in love all over again because when I was able to smoke weed, let me say that, not silly.
2: (laughs) (coughs) <laughs> <coughs> do you want some of this weed? Yes, I do. We need a lighter. Yes, okay. I do. Talk. Gotta say something.
0: I'm sorry. I'm smoking this. Um, <laughs> so, Jenny and I started smoking weed. And uh, I found that I was able to talk more freely. All those things that you'd text your wife or girlfriend saying I love you or saying cute things. And Jenny would say, how, how do I know that you actually mean that? And it wasn't until I smoked, Jenny and I went to Tammy's place in uh, Scottsburg. And we rented a cabin. I... I got myself stoned enough to be able to have the confidence to say the things I wanted to say to my wife and it. we cried and talked for hours and ever since then our relationship has been the best relationship I could have ever asked for. Any sort of jealousy that's there from being screwed over in past relationships just went away that day. All the dumb shit that you wish you could get past in a relationship. I was able to get past with Jenny. Jenny was able to get past with me in that one night because I was able to open up to her and I had the confidence to, and it was great. It was just great. I
2: feel like smoking weed sometimes, uh, well, in this particular situation, whatever, because we literally waited until it became legal to smoke it. Yeah. But yeah. I really was going for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, it's just one of those weird things. You're in a new relationship, or it wasn't even really that new, but, you know, things, you know, you just don't, some, I never talked to James about anything. He didn't like to talk about stuff. He still doesn't like to talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. Anna doesn't like to talk about stuff. The McCombies don't talk about stuff. They just don't talk, you know? So, it's like a normal thing for me, but it's super important. You know, you and I have some of the best conversations. Some we have had some of the best conversations after we started smoking weed and your mind kind of opens up and it goes somewhere else and it relaxes. You don't really fucking care about you just say what you want to say. You don't worry about what the other person's thinking or what you're thinking or all of those things mm. that worry you about saying things are kind of gone. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking's different because it like almost uh, forces you to say things and yeah. you want to get angry about things and you just get loud about things when the weed kind of expands your mind and helps you relax and gives you a different perspective on things. I realize that my work mind is very fast. It goes very fast yeah. and it, you know, it's always in like, uh, unfuck it mode. I don't know. I don't know. Like. <laughs> you know when something happens you're like okay how am i gonna unfuck this yeah real oh, quick yeah, i gotta yeah. figure it out right yeah. now and i usually can do it right and but it's problem all very solving. fast and yeah it's problem solving but it just seems more so when you're at your business and all these people depend on you to yeah. keep things running and stuff like it. how am i gonna fucking fix it right this second and you need other people to work that fast too other people don't work that fast you know right. but that we're talking so fast
0: when, right
2: now <laughs> I, i'm sorry i'm sorry i've trying not to do that which is why I get really like this you know so but when you smoke the weed it relaxes you and you just it just opens your mind and it helps you think differently a yeah. little calmer a little you know I don't know how to explain it I guess that's the best I can explain it, it for helps me you take it down a notch yeah it's like all that anxiety it just it, mm-hmm. there's no room for that I mean yeah I'm you know it's it
0: definitely has helped me too when it comes to that anxiety, and I'm not saying anxiety like I need to go to the doctor like I feel or I don't I don't say anxiety in a bragging kind of way like some people talk about it feels you know somebody says oh yeah I have anxiety it's like ah. you say it with too much too much
2: who the poppiness. fuck doesn't have anxiety <laughs> right? honestly like who right, right now doesn't have anxiety.
0: Who not just sitting
2: around,
0: helps. you know. It helps for me to take it down a notch. Before I started smoking weed, I was pacing around the house. I need to do something. I need to do something. Okay, well, I don't have the money for that project. So I'm going to go find something else or a different project or a way to be able to do that project without buying anything or buying very minimal. And if I can't figure it out, pacing and finding something that I can fix, something that I can do, something that I can build, something to make the house just a little bit better because it was just work mode. It's been work mode up until (laughs) just recently when everything kind of calmed down and it forced us to calm the (laughs) fuck
2: down. You know, Deanna at work told me or said one time that like work at a beauty shop is either feast or famine. Yeah. Right? Like you're either busy or you're not so save money Mm -hmm. during the busy times when you're not busy and uh i feel like that's our life like we're either feast or famine we're either working our asses off to the point where we can't do it much more Mm -hmm. and then we calm down or or we're fucking not working at all you know that's what it feels like right now i feel like i'm not working at all i've had a bunch of appointments it's just it's not that big a deal i'm not complaining about anything really i'm very thankful to be working but it's feast or famine right now and it Mm -hmm. seems like we work like that. We're either hardcore into what we're doing, we're gonna build a shop, we're gonna make it perfect, yeah. we're gonna buy a house, we're gonna make it perfect for now, and <laughs> uh, or it's we're gonna sit at home for the next six months and watch TV and smoke weed. Mm-hmm. We're barely gonna walk, we're gonna turn into fat pieces of shit. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. one or the other for us, it's gonna be like uh, a Wally.
0: <laughs> but really, the whole
2: fat piece of shit thing was only like two months long, and it's been back to work all the time. Oh, yeah. Even if, we're, even if I'm not going to work, we still have camping, and Astoria, and uh, what else we got going on? Liz is in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and every weekend has something. Yeah. You know? The podcast, we're throwing this in here, too. Yep,
0: yep. For it's some good, reason, though. we can't stop. Every Every bit of free free time we have, we end up filling up.
2: Well, (laughs) I feel like we thrive on not necessarily chaos, but I don't know. I feel better about myself and better about my life and what I have. Don't you ever get tired? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Yeah, I do. You never give yourself
0: a break. That's the problem. Yeah, I do.
2: Because you know what I did today? I washed my clothes and wiped the kitchen counters down and watched uh, uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera all day i didn't do anything i didn't do anything today so it's days like this that they make up for all those other days because i don't even like days like this i'm lethargic i don't want to do anything i don't like not doing something i want to have something to do yeah i'd be perfect for i should have two jobs but that would be too much because i'd be worried about my other job my Mm -hmm. business while i'm trying to work somebody else's job it just doesn't work like that what? You already have a full-time job. I do have a full-time There's job. There's no reason to get a second full-time job. <laughs> I'm getting bored now that we're not driving Anna around. Taking her to school and from yeah. school. I was just bitching about it nine months ago, right? Right. Sick of driving you to two and from school.
0: I wish I could just have my own time. Okay, yeah, now okay, I have now my I'm own bored. time, I'm filling it up. I'll
2: adopt. <laughs> Let's adopt. No. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. No.
0: Just kidding. I like to be able to leave task Story on a whim yeah we do have two dogs, but Jonathan has been staying with us, so that's perfect. yeah,
2: but I did tell him like if you if you uh ever don't want to hang out with the dogs, don't feel obligated to be here. Yeah. We're always gonna do stuff that we can take them. It's an option, you know. you
0: brought in a lighter and it was a dead lighter.
2: <laughs> it wasn't i had i the stupid joint kept going out. Keep talking, oh uh, Well, I, I was watching you. I'm sorry. So I guess I got everything out that I wanted to say. You know, this was just yeah. supposed to be kind of a... <laughs> 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 this is just... <laughs> one of those kind of podcasts, you know? Yeah, and it is. I don't know.
0: It's, it's just one talking about us a little bit and talking I, about what's going on and what we think. And hopefully you guys aren't
2: alone. I, there was a couple other things I wanted to throw in there. Like? There's some important people also to note still. Okay. Okay. When we were talking about uh, my mom and stuff and how you felt like you had failed me. Yeah. You didn't fail me. It just, I'll just say that that is just how you dealt with things and I had to deal with everybody's different way of dealing with things. And we made it through it and it's okay. You know what I'm saying? So don't feel right. bad about that. I mean... Was fucking hard, but on that note, when I needed help with you, I called your friends, and yeah. your friends were right here. They and were right away, that very second, right here for you, because I couldn't handle you. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Jess and and John, yeah. Joeling, and then Sean and Jonna. They were right here, right away, as long as you needed them here, and I'm so thankful that they were here.
0: Me too. Yeah. Me too.
2: And then Rana, <laughs> of course, yeah. Ronna. Ronna my best friend. Yes, she's 63 years old, but that doesn't matter. She's my best friend, and she has been before my mom left. You know what I mean? My mom was always my best friend, but Rana was right there also. So, um,
0: I look forward to interviewing Ronna next week.
2: Yeah, yeah. She, she has a lot of mom stories, too, because she had a whole different kind of mom than what I had. I had, like, the best mom in the whole wide world. And Rana's mom, I don't think they had a super tight relationship. It was just kind of tough. But mm-hmm. we'll see if she wants to talk about it or not or whatever. But she, uh, her and I spent a lot of time together. <laughs> I snored that whole night. And I was so tired. And uh, me and Rana and Jesse and Jen and Kim went to the beach together. And me and Rana went a day before everybody else because she was also meeting Tabitha. That's and, right. Right? You remember that? And um, I do. Jackie. But Ron and I went a day before just because I wanted to get out of town. I didn't want to deal with work. I was, you know, I went right back to work after my mom and stuff. And uh, so Ron and I went a day before all those other girls to hang out for a night and gamble and hang out and just be together. And (laughs) I woke up in the morning. I don't snore. Do I snore, Matt?
0: (laughs) So your snoring hasn't been what it used to be. But... What it used to be was a few cocktails every night and laying on your back You're and so snoring. Nice. But back recently, when I had a drinking
2: problem, yeah, I was yeah. snoring a lot.
0: Oh, yeah. It was right? fucking, it was horrible. Or
2: if I have a cold.
0: Yeah, if you have yeah. a cold. But I snore really bad when I have a cold. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's yeah,
0: understandable.
2: Yeah. But, uh, Occasionally, but uh, I generally don't snore. Not typically. No. Not typically. But when anybody else sleeps
0: with you, I guess you do.
2: Oh, I didn't snore. Anyway, so anyway, I wake up in the morning with this one night that me and Ron go, and she has this fucking, this whole, like, uh, recording of me snoring. She said that she threw a pillow at me, and she, like, was poking at me, and she turned the light on, and I was just fucking snoring. And I was snoring, like, really bad in that recording that she took, and it felt so bad because I was just drained. <laughs> that was before. I know that snore, too. That was before, and I wasn't drinking. I didn't drink. You know, I didn't drink mm-hmm. at the time. We smoked weed. I wasn't drinking a whole bunch. And so I didn't drink that night either. So it was just exhaustion because I had just... I feel like we had just gotten done with my mom's party and everything was still sucky, basically. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like I was just exhausted. Oh, poor Rana, But she's my best friend. Mm-hmm. She's helped me get through a lot of stuff. She, uh... She also doesn't have her mommy, mom anymore. So... She shares a lot of those stories, and we have that in common. You know, that's a, a we don't have a whole lot in common. You know, we're entrepreneurs. She had her own business. So I have my own business. That feel like we're both business people. I think, feel like that's where we connect mostly. Yeah. And then uh, the lack of mom, that connects us. But I don't know why we do get along so well, because we do not see... I politically and stuff I I don't know you don't have
0: to that's the thing that people don't understand is it's not a division it's uh,
2: I know that I know that you and I are married I know that I know
0: you know I'm not
2: talking politics I'm talking religion on that note but we don't have to talk about that right now either I (laughs) know I know how to be friends with people that do not we just don't talk about it right you and I don't talk about religion Ron and I just don't talk about politics. And it's not even necessarily that I don't talk about it because we don't share the same views. I just don't talk about it because I don't like to talk about it. And we don't have the same views. But I'm not opposed to a debate or a conversation about that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. politics, I'm not smart enough. I know what I think. You know, but she and she thinks what she thinks. And that's all there is to it. And that's okay. But I want to talk to Ron about other stuff. Yeah. You know? you know so it's just one of those things but I love Ronna and she's helped me get through a lot of this you know just being there for me when Mm -hmm. I just needed somebody or whatever yeah she's a good friend so anyway maybe we should be done for the night before I start crying again okay yeah I don't want to start crying again okay so moral of the story call your mom tell your lover go to the doctor yeah all that shit
0: yeah Next week will be much more. Upbeat. Yeah, I'm sorry. But this one was but kind of a buzzkill, but need to be done. This is the whole reason behind it, and this is why we're bringing on our friends and talking to our friends and storytelling. This is the same kind of shit that we'll sit outside and smoke bowls and drink our drinks and have our cigarettes and talk about on the back porch. Yeah, this is that same shit, but we're recording it. We're making the memories forever. And if nobody else listens to it except for our closest friends so that they have it, then fuck it. That's yeah. the way it's going to be. And I'm okay with that because these stories are with our best friends for the rest of their lives in yeah. one way or another.
2: Yeah. And this is, uh, we haven't talked about it a lot. No. We don't, we don't talk about my mom a lot. We don't talk about this kind of stuff a lot because its I feel like it's depressing, but it's not depressing. Anybody that's lost a parent that, that you know, they love their parent, and you know they. Anyway, uh, it's feels better to hear somebody else's story. It feels better just to talk about it. It feels mm-hmm. better for some, but just to say it out loud. Or I don't want the th- the thing that I'm worried about the most is that my my mom's gonna be forgotten. I'm gonna oh, forget what she, she sounds like. She won't. I'm You're gonna, gonna forget what she looks for the like. Rest of your life. I can't, I will, we don't need to go into that right now. But my whole point is, is that maybe Anna will have this forever. She can listen to this forever. Yeah. If I'm gone or you're gone or she misses us, she can listen to these forever. If she wants to. And I just miss my mom. If she's
0: ever homesick.
2: Yeah. So anyway, it's just good to, I, it's depressing and it's, but it's not, it's not, it's a good thing to talk about. It's not the end of the world. I'm not, you know, you got to keep going on. It is real life. And it sucks. But I am so appreciative to all the people that I even brought up today. You know, like all my friends that supported me. And I'm 38 years old, you know, and my mom was only 61. She should still be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
2: I feel like she was taken too soon. And I feel like... I know that I'm not alone in the way that I feel and the things that are happening because I already have friends that this has happened to before that I wish I knew how this felt so I can support them when it happened to them. But that's not how it works. So all I can do now is trying to support the people that come after me. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot of people, you know, and so if this helps anybody, that's amazing. If somebody else wants to come on and talk about their parent, and they just want to sit here and cry I'm just with me. Say that. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. All of my friends still have their parents, and I'm going to be right he- here for them mm-hmm. when their parent leaves because it's so important to have a yeah. support group behind you. And I'm lucky because I did have a massive one, you way did. more than a lot of people do have. So I'm hoping to be a part of that when my friends need it. Yeah. So anyway, okay. I can't breathe anymore. I'm all stuffed up. We should be (laughs) done for the night. I love all my friends. Thank you for all of your help. Uh, shut her down.